Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. It's a podcast, so I don't know when you listen to it. You could listen to it whenever you want. But welcome back to Trust the Tape. Episode four? Five, I believe. I think it's four. I think it's five. I hope it's four because I'm putting an invoice for three. Oh, have if you? I've done four, is it? I think we did the 16th, the 22nd, the 29th, and today. That's what I think. Okay. I well, think then, this is episode four. It, maybe maybe that's because it's the way, you know, but I know it's like 78 days until the draft. Okay. So I I'm don't kind of Yeah, that was one of those things. So. A lot of things I know, and there's a lot of things I don't know. But episode four, huh? Yeah. Let's do it then. I'm going to tweet right this second at JC1053, and nobody's going to be able to hear it. But I know you've gotten some questions. I'll see yeah. if anybody else has any. And we'll just bang through what people want to hear about on the uh, finest draft podcast in all the land. I think it has uh, by far the most knowledge of any draft podcast anywhere. I'll tell you what. Definitely I, the best personalities. Well, that, I, I appreciate that. This is, this is Half of it is pretty good, though. That's the finest in all the land. Yeah. You know, some folks have been wanting to ask about there. There's some, you know, there's some names of some guys that people have been wanting to ask about, I, and maybe we should talk about some of those guys down the line. You know, I tweeted out last night, being uh, what was last night, Tuesday night, that that you know, if there were some down the line guys you wanted to look at, and some people kind of responded. I got a I got a, a request uh, for some players. One of them being John Hightower. The wide receiver from Boise State. You have not seen him. Why are you always doing this, though? I feel like your favorite thing to do is be like, hey, Jeff, you haven't seen this guy yet. Oh. Why don't you just let me get my shine on? Well, no, I'm just trying to ask. A, I'm asking about a guy. <laughs> you know, you're like the king of wide receivers. So, I've watched. So you're looking at me. No, you have not looked at this guy, but I want to talk I've about him. 15, I do, I've I seen 15. I do want to talk about him, but not him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll talk about him a little bit, though. You know, to me, here's a guy 6'2. 184 pounds. Kid, this is an interesting kid from the... He's a thin man. Thin man, yeah. You know, he's a jet sweep guy. He's got some elusive ability to him with the ball in his hands. I saw him adjust to a low ball. So then you're talking about a tall guy that's been able to get low and to adjust. You know, and and this this day and age, not every ball is thrown perfectly. So you got to be able to, and especially for a tall guy to be able to adjust low... You know, I, I do appreciate a guy that can go do that. I like the way he carries his route across the field. We saw that, you know, with uh, with some guys before in the draft. you you, you got to be that guy that's not afraid to take your route inside. You know, there's a lot of, of good plays that can be made inside. There's a lot of free 15-yard penalties to be had in there. Exactly, but you got to be tough to do that. And that's what I'm saying. This guy's not afraid to go inside. He shows some quickness to get after the ball, go after the ball. The staff will take some deep shots with this cat, too. And I, I really like that about him. You know, you give me a guy that can run it underneath to get a little vertical on you right there and uh, and make plays down the field. I mean, I, I think here, we, 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 we saw in the Super Bowl the other day with, with Samuel, with Debo Samuel. And, you know, you, you appreciate Debo Samuel. You brought it up to us last year when we were doing these podcasts, working on the draft. Give me the guy that with the ball in his hand can run. 
can be physical, can make runs after catch. If you want to tackle Debo Samuel, you will earn that tackle. Yeah, and I think that this kid, this high tire, this, this guy could be very tough to bring down in the open field. I'm anxious to see what you think about him when you do that. But he's got a burst to finish, and he can track the ball. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a smooth route runner, shifty with the ball in his hands. He'll go get it in the air, and he can adjust the ball behind him. So there's a lot of things. In a, in a group of wide receivers – that there is a lot of them, and you were talking about the number you've done. I'm, I, I, you know, I'm looking at a guy that when you stack him up with all the guys there, he might, he's in that mix with me with Edwards from South Carolina, Colin Johnson from Texas, uh, Van Johnson uh, from uh, from uh, Florida. And this kid is kind of in that mix. This sounds like a, uh, what is that, about the fourth round? Third or fourth? Third round. Okay. Third round guy. Yeah. Okay. Third round guy. But, you know, there's some people that might have him a little bit higher than that, but he's a guy that... There's too many receivers to get any higher. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Does, where does he, you know, in, in the list of guys that I fit him in there with, and I'm glad you kind of, you, you had him in the spot, but, you know, another one of those kids, another Boise kid, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, a defensive end there a little bit later that we oh, looked Weaver, at yeah. with Weaver. I've watched him. Boise's putting some good kids in this league. You know, the Cowboys yeah. seem to have their eye on these Boise kids. So, uh, you know, but the but the league is starting to take notice, too, as well. And so uh, keep an eye on Hightower as a guy. So if you're looking for scouting reports on players and you're listening to Trust the Tape, maybe this is the first episode you've listened to and you're going, wait a minute, a third-round wide receiver is where you guys yeah. are starting? No, we're working our way through this whole draft. So if you check previous episodes, yeah. you can hear about the best players in the draft as we work our way through and scout these guys up. So who are some of the other guys that you have been asked about? How about Taylor from uh, from Tennessee? Uh, Tennessee, the defensive end uh, that you know some people think that might be kind of a left end guy. There's some guys that uh, think, well, uh, well, you know, he's got the quickness and all to be a, a right end. He's I see him more myself as a left defensive end, six three, two hundred and fifty seven pounds, four six seven. I'll let you start since I went ahead and, and talked about a guy that I, I I thought you'd done all those wide receivers, so it's my bet on my part. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah. You knew coming into here I hadn't watched Hightower yet. <laughs> you knew it. I just wanted to see your reaction, to be honest with you. Daryl, I'll fight you. You know I'll oh, fight I know you. you'll fight me. Go ahead, but talk about Daryl uh, Taylor, Tennessee number 19, 6'3", 257, 467, defensive end from Tennessee. Uh, uh, Daryl Taylor is one of the guys that I'll be really interested to see how his combine goes. Because watching his tape, I'll just take you verbatim through the notes. I like the body. I like the way he moves. At 255 pounds, Daryl Taylor is not getting pushed around. You watch him against Georgia on the goal line, and he shows your ability to pop, extend, shed a block. And that's against good players. That's uh, yeah. Isaiah Wilson, the right tackle for yeah. Georgia. That yeah, exactly. Able to pop Georgia, and Florida, yeah, you can watch those games. Absolutely. Our guy can anchor. He looks a little undersized. If the athletic profile's right, I think somebody should be interested in the top 50. But his ability to shed is inconsistent. The big tackles sometimes swallow him up a little bit. To me, he was a frustratingly almost guy. Oh, He'll play detached, rushed with his hand up or down, seen him more down than up. Violence in his game is there, but inconsistent. Too passive at times. Could totally see him put it together and be a very quality NFL player. But for me, he leaves something to be desired. I put him in the third round. I tell you what, I I think you've got this guy pegged there. I do see a powerfully built player. I think in the lower body, especially. I mean, he could hold the point of attack with his power. 
He does have a little bit of a burst when you watch him play. Can close when he's on the move. I was impressed with that. I was impressed with how he runs down ball carriers from the backside. Like the ball would go away, and he's hustling to get over there and make a play. So I, I was very impressed by that. I saw, again, the power with his ability to walk the blockers back. You know, we talk about guys' tackles are responsible for the width of the pocket. I've seen him walk tackles back and him be able to get in on plays uh, because of that. So, uh, you know, this is – you mentioned about hands and you mentioned about playing off blocks and stuff, the consistency. I did see a guy that that he will play off the block in order to defend the run. He'll stay in his gap when he has to, hold that blocker in place. I liked his strong hands to finish when you watched him play as well. So, brings the ball – ball carrier down quickly and you know when when he makes tackles the ball carrier stops and the ball carrier is that's it down tackled right there but he has the ability to draw holding calls too Jeff and that's where I was thinking about the pass rush stuff if you've got the ability to draw holding calls then you've got the ability to rush passers if you're putting blockers in bad positions in order to uh to rush the passer or to 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 get that to make those plays then I think that you can rush off that right side. I, I talk about him being a left defensive end just because of the power. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this guy. But I think there's times where he does rely on power too much as a pass rusher. So I'd like to see him. Uh, that sounds uh, like think, a second-round player. Well, you know what? I looked at him, and, and as I look at my board right now, I have him as a actually where's he Tom I have him in the second round. Yeah. Is where I do. You're absolutely right. I have him above Kareem from Notre Dame. So if you look at it like uh I'm looking at lift defensive end type guys. Gross Matos was a guy we mentioned last week at Penn against for Penn State and what we thought about him. I've got him in that second round area though, as a left defensive end, again ahead of Kareem. From Notre Dame. Who else is in the second round? Uh, in that group, on the left defensive ends, I have him and Kareem, I said. And then on the right side rushers, uh, Grenard, Weaver, Uchi, and Lewis from Alabama were my okay. guys. Okay. Well, those, were my, those were my second round really right ends. You have Gross Matos in the third? No, I have him in the I have him in the bottom of the first. Oh, okay. okay. On the left okay. side. Okay. I thought yeah. we we're gonna have to fight. I thought no. we were gonna have to fight. Well, I had him, you know, you always talk about that that one two kind that's of, a, yeah, that's where I kind of area. Gross yeah, But yeah, so if you talk about if you talk about first round defensive ends on the on the right side, Young, of course, is gonna be one of the top rated players from Ohio State. Chase on from LSU, I think, is in that mix as well. And then our Iowa kid. Uh, I Epinesa. think Epinesa will be the, the next guy in there. Okay, who else we've been asked about? Who else we've been asked about? Talk about Weaver a little bit from Boise State. I mentioned him earlier. <sighs> okay, earlier. okay. You're going to make me go after guys today is what you're going to do. Um, not as high on Weaver? I'm not. Okay. The production is awesome. Yeah. His production was awesome. But I've watched him play, and so many of his sacks is just him running around really bad offensive tackles. Oh, you don't like these Mountain West offensive tackles? No, so for me, it's kind of a tough evaluation because you're looking at a guy that's the all-time conference sack leader. Uh, He lives in the backfield. But I saw something he said about himself, like when he declared for the draft, about when he showed up to Boise, like something about I went from being a fat kid to... His body still kind of looks like that. When I look well, at him, I'm six, like, I don't... He's 6'3", 264 is what we got right now. Yeah, so the production is outstanding. But watching him on tape, I just struggle because I don't 
get to see him against the competition that I'd like to see him against. I did watch the Florida State game. I watched the Florida State game where they got to run a three-man front a lot of the time because Florida State's in the spread. And he's got to line up outside and drop too often for yeah. me. I just I want to see him rush the passer. So I didn't see enough on tape for me to want to pick him in the top 50. But the production screams that he's going to be picked in the first two rounds. I've got him as sort of a 2-3 okay. where I'm, I'm really struggling with what exactly to make of him. Yeah, you know, he does play as a stand-up outside linebacker if you watch that Florida State game because they did that. That was I've talked about that. That was probably a warm day in Tallahassee, and you know they that was a track meet for both teams to have to deal with that defensively. But I thought this guy's got some redirection skills to him. You know, when you watch him play, I think he can easily dip underneath the blocker when he's on the move. I called him slippery, to be honest with you. There in the way he plays, I thought he had some ability to get the edge. You talked about running around the edge. I, I get what you're saying there. But he can make some things happen in the pocket. He can do. He can extend on blockers. He can control with his hands. He plays with pass rush moves. And so many times I've seen these defensive ends. They just try and go up the field. They, you know, we just mentioned the the kid from Tennessee tries to play with power too much. You know, have a plan. Have ability to affect the way you rush the passer. That's what they do in the NFL. These NFL tackles are too good. If you throw no pass rush moves, if you have no plan, if you show them if you're a one-trick pony, you're not going to have success. And I think that Curtis Weaver's got the ability to throw some pass rush moves to on you and make some things happen. I, I didn't see a guy that he's he always moving towards the ball. I saw a guy split double teams that told me he's got a little bit of power to him. I felt like he had more, more speed and quickness to him than power, though, even though he was splitting those those double-team moves, the burst I was talking about. Uh, he keeps his outside arm free to play the run. He doesn't get hooked or reached. I think that's something that you have to kind of admire about him. I saw him as a finisher. So I think he has a feel for how to attack the pocket, but but better at times rushing at the proper level. There were times when the, the quarterback was on a certain level where he was at that point of the in the pocket, and, and, and uh, Weaver was a little further up the field, a little deeper deeper than he needed to be so I think once he gets that feel for where he's at uh that he could uh, he could help you as a, a pass rusher so I I don't see a guy again I mentioned him playing in a two-point stance as an outside linebacker I I feel like though he could put his hand on the ground and this kid could be fine I do have him in the second round myself okay all right you got a you got a loaded up second round well I mean they are pass rushers so there's going to be yeah 10 yeah. or 12 of them going yeah the well first you got to separate you're going to have to separate Who's who in that group? Yeah, and I think you're really going to have to say, yeah. okay, do you want like I say? I look at the left ends, I look at the right ends. You know who do who is going to be that guy uh, for you? I, I have a feeling that you know we were we were coming into this draft kind of. Oh, who are the edge rushers? Who are the guys that can affect the pocket? Are 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 there going to be enough guys? You know, when we talk about the Michigan kid, uh, 241 pounds, are you know you happy with that? You're going to happy with him rushing the pass? I mean, yeah, he's got the ability and all that, but. You know, guys might say that's just a little bit too light right there. I don't love this class, Brian. You don't love this this edge rush group? Nope. I love Chase Young, Epinesa Grossmatos, and Chase on. I see the potential. Then Okwara, Anai, Uchi. Okay, talk about Anai a little bit because that that's a kid that's a kid I have not done. So I'll I'll let you one up me here on a night. He's a guy I do need to study. He was a guy that actually actually people were mentioning, but he was a guy that people kind of learned about at the Senior Bowl. What did the tape 
of Utah tell you about him as a player? Uh, I think you'll like him because I think he's one of the, other than Chase Young, I would probably say he's second for me in this class in terms of a guy who actually has a plan. Okay. And has pass play rush wide moves. and rush kind of thing, or do they play him tight at Utah uh, to the tackle? Or is he a, how do you, how do he you view plays, him? So he plays as an edge, his hands on the ground a lot. Uh-huh. Sometimes he plays a five tech defensive end. Okay, that's head up. Yeah, so sometimes they will play him head up. He plays three four outside linebacker, four three D end, and three four D end. He okay. lines up at all those different spots. Uh, my big issue with him is the lack of length showed up on tape. I'm watching him. I'm like, man, these offensive tackles get their hands on him too often. Yeah. What, what's Except going on here? Senior Bowl offensive tackles, right. yeah. Well, then the Senior Bowl they measured him, and his arms yeah. are shorter than 32 inches. Oh, I was like, that okay. explains it. That explains. So he's going to yeah. be a short armed rusher. So guys were getting on his body though. When you're watching him, these Pac-12 tackles uh, were, were getting their hands on him, and he was having a, was he having a hard time separating from them? Yes. Once he gets if he gets blocked, I think he has a hard time, and I think no he's counter got, moves or anything like that. Well, he does. Like he can rush inside, he can rush outside. He's got a nice spin move. You see that against USC. I watched him against USC, Washington State, BYU. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got to he's got to develop that ability to power through because he'll get the corner or start to right. get the corner. But he just can't rip through it and finish it. So I think he does have to develop power. I think the lack of length is a little bit of an issue. But he had 13 sacks, 14 tackles for loss. Um, He does a good job with the inside arm when he is turning the corner to get inside. He can speed rush outside. He's got a nice inside spin move. Mm -hmm. I think he's just got to develop an ability to hammer the hands off of him or to rip through when he's turning that corner on offensive linemen. Okay. Because he's going to have to overcome a lack of length. So he's got to learn a way to, to slap those hands, get him off, and get to the corner. So Because with the way you sound like you're talking... I like maybe, the athleticism and I like the plan Yeah, for him. I but, like, but you do like see consistent pass rush moves. I mean, yes. That's the one thing we saw at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. That he was always coming up the field, but there were pass rush moves along the way. Yeah, he can go straight speed. He can counter back inside. Uh, he's a good stunt where, player. Where would you have him in relation to where him and Taylor then, who you would have? Uh, okay, I've Taylor, him, Weaver, how, where do you have him in that? I match? have him ahead of both of them. Okay. I have Anai and then Uchi, then Taylor and Weaver. Yeah, see, I got Weaver, I got Weaver over Uchi. Myself, Grenard, I like Uchi a lot. I just hate that he's two hundred forty pounds. And yeah, he's that, between see, somebody's going to play him at off ball linebackers. What's going to happen? Yeah, I think you're right about that's that. that's what's going to happen with. I him. think you're right about. But that. But I do like an eye. I like him. He's a okay. good player. All right, uh, let's go to some people are asking about defensive tackles, and you were tweeting out on JC one zero five three that you really like the Elliott kid from Missouri. I do, and I was talking. Actually, uh, oh, are we going to get a death story here now? No, I was talking last night to uh, somebody who heard that I liked Jordan Elliott and they uh-huh. texted me and was like, that dude with like no fundamentals and yeah. no technique, yeah. that dude. And I was like, yeah, that dude. Oh, no. Uh, Jordan Elliott is a natural ability guy to me. At Missouri. So, so, He's a so, giant, that, so it, another it, scout's reaching out to you and telling you this guy is not a very good player. Kind of. Kind of. Huh. But I'm the better scout. So yeah. I stick to my guns. If I see a guy and oh, I'm like, I, I like him, I, I like him. Jordan Elliott, I got in the second round, and yeah. I really like him yeah. because 
despite the fact that he has no clue what he's doing with his hands. His yeah. pad level is awful. Yeah. They still can't stop him from getting where he wants to go, and it's a combination of having natural power yeah. and natural slipperiness. Uh-huh. So I like Jordan Elliott. I want him in the second round. I think the Missouri D tackle for me right now, obviously Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw are my top two. Mm-hmm. Jordan Elliott's probably my third D tackle. See, that's what I I, was I really thinking. like him, and I really like A&M's Matabike, which See, people Matabike, think I'm too high on him, too, and I don't care. Mata, I'm, don't I'm not care. high on Matabike. I'm not high on you. I, I, I don't I – don't, I, I'm a lot less on that I one. I got him ahead of Blacklock at TCU. I got okay, him ahead now of we're gonna fight. OU. Now we're going to fight. Yeah. Black, we can fight. Okay, but th- okay, this is what this is interesting because I do agree with you about Elliott. And I – and I to me – That's I, real dangerous. I, yeah. was, I was kind of thinking like, and who was I talking to – and I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Elliott got taken late one, early two. Two and a half sacks. The guy had no production whatsoever, but I'm telling you, he's a baller. But the guy's 6'4", 325 pounds. Yeah, he's a monster. And he moves. It's incredible. You're talking about guys that you know move, that can play that nose. I, I think he can play nose or three, either one. I do, too. I, I, don't, put, I, don't, I put him with the ones because of his size. Yeah, but I can but play I, more I, you know. But it's impressive. If, if Folks, if you haven't seen Jordan Elliott, and he wears number one, from Missouri, which is is great. That's a baller move on his part. But he's impressive for how well he moves for his size. He is always on the go. He's not standing in one spot waiting for the ball to come to him. He is going to find ways to make things happen. He's difficult to handle once he's on that move. Outstanding range with the ability to close on the play. Exceptional burst in the way he gets off the ball. He can make these blockers look poor with his quickness. Power to hold the blocker along the line of scrimmage. Power in the upper and lower body. Man, this is a big man. And there were a couple of snaps where he did lose the ball, but I didn't see that as an overall problem. It was like he was trying to find it, and then the ball was to the outside, and then he tried to react, but he was a little bit late that way. But I don't see that. You used the word slippery about him for a big man. I think that's really a, a key for him. He plays really well in a small area. I mean, like this, like the ball comes by him. He's getting rid of the blocker, and there's the and there's the tackle right there. Freakish athlete, I think. Yeah, freakish athlete. He's gonna be good. Yeah, so be good. I I mean, he's active. He could like he could tip the ball when he doesn't get the push. I just don't see much downside to his game. I'm sure there's something that somebody at Missouri is probably going to say to one of these scouts, and it's going to come out. We're going to hear it at the combine. It oh, he's lazy. He doesn't want to work. It but. Watch the tape of of Jordan Elliott, and I think you get an idea about uh, the type of player he is. Keep it moving. Who else are we getting asked about? Who we got to talk uh, keep about? It moving. I'll tell you what. How about another, how about this guy then? When you mentioned uh, Blacklock from TCU, and here's good. A, here's another guy. She's not better than Matabika. <laughs> what, what is your? Okay, we could talk about. All right, well, okay. Well, tell me then. All right, we'll talk about. We'll talk about Blacklock then. As, uh, as what you saw of him, and I'll tell you what I saw of him, and then we'll get to Matabike. Uh Ross Blacklock, TCU, number 90. I really do like him. Uh, 6'4", 331, by the way. Is he that big? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they listed him at 305. Yeah. So you've got better numbers than I do. Yeah, but, uh, this is the numbers I was getting from the pros is what I got was okay. 331. Now. This is that's uh, it might be it might be worth our while to look up what TCU has him at because again these were numbers that I got from a uh, from the from the combine so this might be something that you know I, I I've been trusting those numbers so well let's see but go ahead 
Talk Ross about Blacklock, tough at the point of attack, not overwhelming, but does flash a bull rush, able to spin off the guys and move laterally to play the run game, good balance to spin and work to the ball, able to work through gaps on the move, does a good job with pad level and keeping his butt back and down, arms extended above his eyes, flashes an arm over move and ability to show left and move right to beat a single blocker, okay. plays a true nose, one technique with a four-man line, will stall out or get pushed around a little bit against double teams i wrote that i really think he's a three technique that's playing the one at tcu yeah uses leverage to hold the point well looks like a better athlete than most one techniques can work around blocks and slide through to make plays so my notes are very positive yeah and you're right because if you have him at 305 tcu if you go on their site has him at at six at six four three oh five right and so i had him at three like you say my combine numbers that's a mistake right there i mean he looked a lot smaller than 331 from watching the tape, but I, I do agree. Yeah, that's with, why I was very surprised. Yeah, I do agree with the state. So probably more of a three than a, than a one. But plays maybe, the one but at plays TCU. plays the one at TCU, yeah. so you're right about that. So I, I did. I see, I see what I saw with the kid was I saw some really, some really good initial quickness. I, I thought he could be a hard guy to stop once he's on the move. He was good with his hands. He could control the blocker. He saw a share of double teams. You watch him against Baylor, against Texas Tech. During those games, I mean, he was getting double teamed quite a bit. He plays in a rotating system there. So it's like you're trying to get a feel for him as a player. You're trying to go, okay, he's two, and then three, he's out. And then he's you out. Start skipping and, then, plays. and then there's then they go five plays where he's not, you know, he's not in the game. Wait till you get to have you watched Terrell Burgess, the Utah safety? No. no. It's gonna drive you nuts. Because they have him in and out. So not much? really in and out, just trying to find him. Oh. oh, God, he's playing okay. safety, and then he's well, playing nickel corner, and well, then he's playing on the edge, and you're just like, where every snap? Yeah. Where are you? Well, that, I need that, a highlighter. Yeah, well, this T- TCU uses a rotating system here, but this guy gets up the field in a hurry. He could be disruptive in the way he plays. I, I saw him working down the line of scrimmage in order to make tackles. He finds the ball well. He's very, rich, very much a reactionary athlete. He's a hard guy to fool. You know, I didn't see they were trying to do some things. Tech was trying to do some movement stuff on him, and he wasn't going to buy any of that. Wrap-up tackler. Uh, you know, I, I thought he got small in a hurry to get those to shoot those gaps, get through the cracks uh, with solid technique. There's a guy, again, hands, slap, swim, grab, pull, that kind of stuff, and he chases the ball. I think he can make things happen in the pocket, so I kind of like this guy for, what the, for that. But then you're going to tell me about this Texas A&M kid, another one that kind of goes – in and out of games as well. I got the tags touching, just so you know. I got the tags touching. I don't believe that. I just got Matt BK above him. I don't believe that at all. Athletic and explosive mover for 300-pounder, five-and-a-half sacks each of the last two years, double-digit tackles for loss each of the last two years, wins from the nose as a pass rusher with quickness in the old Miss game. He's able to show one way, go the other way. For a guy over 300 pounds, he's got that shimmy. You yeah. come off the ball, and it's uh-huh. kind of like, where am I going? And then he's gone, and there's nothing you can do about it as an offensive lineman. As an offensive lineman. More quickness than power is what I saw early in his tape. But then he did start flashing some pretty serious power with a good first step. Keeps pad level down. Walked the left guard into the quarterback with a bull rush. On the move, he can get pushed around a little bit, but he's a good mover to get back on track. Can wreck zone blocking. On the ground a little more than I'd like, and he will get moved backwards when he gets locked up. So even in my notes, Brian, I might have to flip him. You might be right. Might be Blacklock. No, might I'm, be Blacklock. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. They're both second-round defensive tackles that I've I got, want. I've got Matabike in the third myself. Oh, what? 
What a hater. It's not a hater, Jeff. It's, that is it's a hater. It's reality. You hate it, Texas A&M. I do not. Everybody, I cannot believe everybody it. Everybody in my family went to A&M <laughs> but me. Everybody in my family went to A&M. Trust me, I, I heard that for a long time. I, you know, I, I, I'm watching this kid play, and at 6'3", 303, I think I'm right about that. Am I right? I got him 6'3", 304, okay, so we have well, a massive debate I, here. I, now I have to check every single thing. I mean, here are these... <laughs> NFL guys are sending me numbers, and the numbers are clearly wrong there. But I did see a guy with some initial quickness. I did see a guy that gets off the ball and into the defender. I saw a guy that attacks a gap quickly. I've seen him line head up, swim a blocker, and get it to the quarterback in a flash. I mean, I think the quickness part of it's really, really good. He could be a hard guy to move at the point of attack. I think you had some concerns there about him a little bit. Uh, But I think he can anchor down when he wants to, plays with some power, can pressure the blocker from the middle of the pocket. Uh, you see him, they use him on games inside, some athletic ability to free himself on the move. Uh, you know, he'll go for the ball in the, with the quarterback's hands. He can create some turnovers, stays active on his rush. I had he, I thought he had some strength with his awareness when it came to, uh, I thought he had um, some struggles with when it came to recognizing blocks, whether it was down blocks, trap blocks. It's like he didn't have a feel for that. You know, you got to be able to kind of have that sixth sense where like they're gonna they're trying to trap you, okay? Dip underneath, uh, get low, get small, get around. You know, don't let them trap block you at the point of attack. And I thought there was some. I thought that that awareness kind of or lack of awareness bothered me. He just didn't have a feel for that or to show the anticipation in order to defend it. So you know you have to be aware of what's going on around you. And there's some snaps where he gets way too tall taken on blockers. You know, I felt like the, you know he's got a he's got some up and down to his game, and that's why I have him myself. He can look very impressive and then look very ordinary. That's why I have him in the third round. Oh, myself. Brian, ah, you're losing, Justin Matabike. You used to be so good at this, Brian. Yeah, who no, else so, are people asking about? <laughs> I, I used to be. See, there was a, there was a time. There's time. If we disagree, clearly yeah, you're losing it. Yeah, there was. It was you just there, don't have it there anymore. Used to be a time where you, we used to not have this problem. <laughs> Can we talk? Okay, they asked about a linebacker from Ohio State. Uh, have not seen him, so this is all you, sir. Although well, I did I, watch I, the wide receiver KJ Hill, and I'm a big fan of his. Did, yeah, oh, there's a lot to like. Malik Harrison. People were asking about a linebacker from Ohio State. He wears number 39, six three. Again, hoping that 251 should be the right weight on him. Four seven three in the forty. Uh, this guy flows really, really. I see him more as an outside linebacker. To be honest with you, six he plays three. off ball. Yeah, he really is. He, he's he's one of those guys. He flows well to the ball. He's got some pop when he tackles. He plays with range to get outside and make the plays. I do see a good job. The guy playing with his hands. He's quick to adjust laterally. I think that's what you got to be able to do. He's a wrap up tackler when he gets in space. He could bring his man down. Runs well, but I'd like to see more of a burst. When he plays, I mean, he could get outside, but some of these linebackers you want watch can really, really run to get to the outside and 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 like keep a a, a three yard play, a three yard play instead of allowing it to be a six or seven yard play. But they use him as a blitzer, but I didn't think he was very effective at doing this. So I think he got stuck along the line and 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 trying to create opportunities, and that was a problem. I thought aware to play in coverage, knows what's going on around him with the awareness and things. Does a good job of reading plays quickly. Again, play with a little bit better burst, and I think he'd make a few more plays. Aware to handle the crosser, um, you know, on crossing routes as linebackers, sometimes in those zone drops, they're not aware of the crossers. This guy's like, no, you're not going to cross in front of me and get away with it. He's a guy that'll deliver a blow and be disruptive doing those things. So I, I'm 
I'm okay with the, the way he's doing that. Uh, when he is in on a play, he could be really, really good. He's more of a steady player than a spectacular player. So, Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, I, I have him on my board as a third-round guy right now. I know some people uh, have kind of talked about him potentially being uh, – excuse me, I have him as a second-round guy. It's die from – it's die from Oregon that I have in the third. So uh, Harrison, Ohio State, third round guy. That's behind Simmons, Murray, Braun. Those are all. I I think those are first round guys. And then I look for Harrison as a guy in that second round uh, out of Ohio State. Okay, we still got uh, any more guys that you've been asked about? Yeah. How about you want to talk about your you want to talk about your Auburn cornerback, and that would be Ig Big Knock Ginny. Genie. Oh, man. The other day I had how to say his name, That's too. how you said it phonetically. Igbignogjini is how you say it. Hold on. Noah. I got to find him. I got to find my guy. I got to find my guy. Here we go. Got it. I love him. Now, this again, you're a hater. Not I a hater. I know that you are. Not a hater. I got him in the second round. Whoa. My only problem with him is... He didn't make any plays? The size. Size. What do they have him at? Okay, now you got me scared. They got him listed at 5'11", 200. Okay. On tape, I think he's going to measure under 5'10", or maybe 5'10". Just looking at the tape. Either that or every receiver on Florida and Minnesota is 6'4". 5'11", 199 is what Yeah. yeah. We'll see what the measurement is, because if he's 5'11", then every receiver he covered is 6'4", because he looked tiny out there. But... Uh, I think he's hyper-competitive, physical. He runs really well. He crowds the slant route, doesn't give you anything easy, trusts his speed, plays inside routes well because he'll press and he's aggressive to the inside. Uh, sticky in coverage, outstanding balance and change of direction. I think the size and length can limit his ability at times as a tackler, but he's incredibly willing to be physical and to tackle. And I just think he's tough to get rid of for wide receivers. Everybody on Florida and everybody on Minnesota – I didn't see a guy that could separate from him. I'm a fan. Did you watch Alabama LSU? I haven't seen Alabama or LSU. Okay. Is my guy getting killed in those games? Well, it, he gives up a nice little fade to uh, in the LSU game. So, you know, because. Well, if you want to talk about Alabama or LSU, I'll tell you what, Jamar Chase can't get open on my guy at Mississippi State. Okay. We, Dantzler. Okay. Woo-hoo-hoo. That's another guy we need to talk about yeah, right we'll there. We'll get too. there. Okay. But yeah, I, you know what? I, I do. This guy plays right corners at right corner. I thought he was kind of physically well built. In the oh, Alabama yeah. and LSU game, I mean, he looked like he looked, Stocky, he looked up, yeah, he looked apart for sure uh, for a corner. I did see a guy that go low as a tackler. I and then you talk about the length and stuff with the wrap up. I do like the ability to stay with this guy. I I, I do think I think he could be I I, uh, I think he could play the ball in the air. I didn't think that he always found the ball well enough in the air though. In the in the Alabama game and then the LSU game that I watched, uh, that you know, there was. Look back, it was very reminiscent of some of the things that we saw this, and I'm going to use a Dallas Cowboy reference, from what we saw from the Cowboys corners playing this year. You know, that kind of wait for the, wait right for the hands to go up, eyes go up, you know, play the ball kind of thing. I, 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 I saw some of that to him. But I, you're right, I think this is a hard guy to shake. I think he just needs to look for the ball better. I didn't think he tracked it very well. I like the way he can carry his guy across the field. You know, that, that's something he can run a little bit. You're right about that. This guy's a track guy. If you go back and look at his background, oh, is he? He's a track guy for sure. So, some stop start quickness to his game, but there was some separation uh, on a couple of plays I saw. And then again, the balance on the fade that was thrown in the end zone in the LSU game. You need to watch those two games. I think that'll kind of give you a little bit better 
uh, understanding. I had him personally in the fourth round myself. Oh, Brian! So maybe I need to watch Minnesota and what else did you Florida. Say? Okay, I'll watch those two games. If you watch the teams that have the two best sets of receivers in the country, <laughs> okay. which would be Alabama and LSU. Okay. Uh, our last guy that we kind of need to get to, Jeff, if you would be your uh, the young man from uh, from Mississippi State, Danzler. Cameron Danzler. Cameron Danzler. I've got him at 6'2", 185, and you can tell that he is thin yeah. when you turn on the tape. I got 183 myself, yeah. Five career interceptions, eight passes defended last year. Uh, five career interceptions, if I didn't say career. Yeah. And uh, I watched him playing against LSU, and it appears that he was playing shadow coverage on Jamar Chase. That's the star coverage, yeah. He was following him yeah. around the field, and... Other than one about six-yard out route, he did not get open. Yeah, I saw him give up one catch to Jamar Chase, and on that play, it was just that he's 180 pounds or 185 pounds, yeah. and he got moved yeah. at, on the out Chase route. would do that to you. Yeah, but outside of that, I thought he blanketed him. I mean, yeah. you're talking about vertical routes, stop routes, the change of direction, the stickiness and coverages. Dancer. The weird thing is that you can't be that sticky in coverage on that good of a receiver without incredible balance. Yeah, but he also ends up on the ground. Yeah, so I, like I don't. It, there was some things in there where I'm like, what is what is happening here? But uh, you know, I think he's got some awareness to shoot when they tried to pick him on the goal line, and he was like, well, I'm just going to shoot in between all yeah. this and blow everything up. Right, and this isn't happening. Uh, it covered Thaddeus Moss a little bit, so mm-hmm. the size was easy for him to cover. Mm-hmm. I love the height. I love the movement skills. The length. He's just light. Yeah, he is. He's he, just light. He's 183. I said the first thing out of the blocks is nice length, but thin built guy. Yeah. And but he's not afraid to step up and tackle, but he doesn't have the physical side to him in order to wrap up like you'd want him to. But he's a physical- yeah. He will. The thing is, is though. He's, He'll throw his body around. Yes. He will he throw his will, body, yeah. He will throw his shoulder. He's not afraid to, no, but he is not. He has no idea how to tackle. He's a physical player when it comes to press coverage. His best trait is his ability to stay with his man when playing up on the line. And yeah. you talked about the sticky coverage, and you're absolutely right. He's got the footwork to, in order to maintain his position, ability to run with guys that he's covering. Coach, coaches use him in star coverage. You're absolutely right about that. I thought there were some snaps where he needed to react a little quicker. And, you know, there was sometimes he got caught on his heels a little bit and then the ball was out in front of him and he was, and then he was reacting that way. I mean, he would stand still, then react. He needs to kind of not do that. I thought there was a zone coverage bust against LSU where they ran, uh, he got caught peeking into the backfield on the, on the zone and then they got a route uh, behind him. I believe that was his, his issue there. But I did see a guy that will get his head around and defend the ball. The length helps and the knock passes away. You can see that. You could line him up and on either side and, and let him go to work. Again, the length, uh, the ability to stay with receivers, the stickiness. I love all the things you're talking about about him. I just think he's at 183 pounds, 185 pounds. He is a slight, slight player. He had to tackle Thaddeus Moss on two plays in a yeah, row. The first one, yeah. he threw his shoulder in on the sideline as hard as he could. And just kind of bounced off him. Uh, he got yeah. him out of bounds. Yeah. And on the second one, he decided, oh, wait, I just tackled that guy and it hurt really bad, yeah. so he took his ankle out. <laughs> yeah. Where do you have him? Do you have him in that second round? I've right? got him in the second round. Okay, I've got him. Have you done – what What other corners have so you done? So my, my corners go Okuda, obviously, at the yeah. very top. Mm-hmm. No doubt top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. Then I've got the trio of Christian Fulton, C.J. Henderson, Trevon Diggs. Okay, this is interesting. And you have him in that order? 
Yes. And these are all one-twos in your books? Fulton, I put a gap between Okuda and Fulton. Okay. And then a little gap between Fulton and then Henderson and Diggs. I went I went Okuda and then big gap, Henderson, Fulton, and Diggs as my... And I could... Yeah. I could get that too. I okay. Could, yeah, that's. Okay. I totally and, agree that Diggs is fourth. Okay. And I could go back and forth with Fulton and Henderson. Then in my second round, I got Gladney at TCU. Uh-huh. Then Dantzler. Uh huh. Then Auburn man. Okay. That's my second round. Bryce Hall, I Good, got in the third. Yeah. Johnson, I got in the third. So you haven't seen Terrell yet from Clemson. I have not watched Terrell. Okay, yet. I got Terrell. I watched the national title game get torched and it hurt yeah, my heart. Well, Although he wasn't really torched. He you, just lost the point. Watch some other. Just watch some other games. It's, I know. It's okay. well, watch, why don't I watch that, where he played the yeah, best receivers uh, in the country? Watch Ohio State. You can watch okay. Ohio State game. He'll be fine. <laughs> watch, uh, but I got Terrell Gladney and then Arnett from Ohio. I haven't State. seen Arnett either. Uh, Ohio see State. Him. Then I've got now I've got I need to figure out you haven't seen Jalen Johnson from I've seen Jalen Johnson I don't like Jalen Johnson okay so you've got Danzler I've got Johnson above Danzler and Hall I don't trust Jalen Johnson in man coverage that that's a that's fair I think he'll be what you think he'll be he'll be a cover three guy right. Yeah, and then you could probably like him, but I think yeah, man the, the coverage. More, could, the more I think about, you know, and I'm looking at I'm looking at Hall too. Is, is another guy that you know maybe we you did Hall. You did, I watched Hall. Okay, maybe talk about him. Do you have him? Is he not in that mix anywhere with you guys, or is he down in the? I've got him. You got him in the fourth. I've round? got him in the third. Okay, and God, he, you know, he had 21 passes defended two years. ago. I know, I know. He t- he touched the ball 21 times two years ago. Now last year he got hurt. Yeah. And he didn't play as many games, and they people really didn't throw at him. This is Bryce Hall, number 34 from Virginia. Again, another guy that's 6'2". Measurable I have is 202. 4'5'3". Kind of feels like he plays like that at times. Yeah, but, and I hate their defense. They got him yeah. playing so much off coverage, yeah. where yeah, the and then the technique d- yeah. alternates between the yeah. open up and slide, right. and the yeah. and the give up the short routes. But I really do like his ability to click and close when they stop. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think this guy does play to his time speed a little bit at four or five three. I did. He doesn't. I saw a guy that didn't always appear in balance. You know, that, that, there was times where I'm like, it was like he was struggling to kind of get himself set and then get over there. But there's nothing. I didn't think there's anything really smooth about his game. No, but he's got length, aggression, he physicality. Length. He pedals top heavy though. That bothers. He's over the top his of his feet. Pedal and then it's like he. It's like it he looks kicks like himself. A, it's like he yes. kicks. He yes. kicks to get himself going, like he's riding yes. a motorcycle. Kicks the motorcycle and then he starts going. So I was thinking of it like uh, you know how a bull does the little thing yeah, with his like, foot before, like, he yeah, charges? before he charges. Like over his the back matador, he's yeah. constantly getting ready to do that move. By all, by and when minute. it's time to go forward, it's like. I'm now all, I can run. I'm all for the the bulls and those bullfights. By the way, too, <laughs> no anytime they get the matador, I'm all for that. So he's different. It's like yeah. his what he's asked to do and the way that they cover Virginia is pretty much different from every other corner. In this Did you class see so him far. as kind of a grabby guy? Because grabby. He, tr- he doesn't, doesn't trust really his. But also like screen game and run game. Yeah. He's physical. Oh, he'll no, throw a blocker like, yeah, off absolutely. of him. Like, he, absolutely. He's a solid player. He is. I, he just, is. I don't think he's as kind of twitched up and natural to to match routes yeah. as some of these other guys. Yeah. Well, the length, you're right. 6'2", 202 is what I have. and But I think he does play to that four five three speed. And I've got him there in the third round. So uh, that's kind of a little bit of a rundown of some guys. We could do this again. Another, I mean, as we start digging in on some more of these other guys, we're kind of in those 
uh, second, third, fourth round guys. We'll start hitting some of those fourth, fifth, sixth round guys too. And we can know. start playing around with mocks for teams yeah, and situations exactly. and exactly. what they would want to do and start hitting back on some of those big name guys. So yeah. you'll get a little bit of everything here on Trusted Tape. Yeah. And uh, make sure you're following Brian on Twitter at Brian Broadus. Uh, I'm at JC1053. And we'll catch you next week on Trusted Tape. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.